Amen. I feel I'm ready to preach. You guys ready for this? We start a new series today called Caught Up. Who's excited for this next sermon series? Man, stick it out. It's going to be a three-week sermon series, the last three Tuesdays of the year. Um, I want to give you the definition of the series. If you're just walking in and you just stumbled here tonight, uh, we, we usually take a couple weeks, three, four weeks, to talk about a collection of ideas. Um, and, and this series, I got a definition for this series. I kind of have a one-liner for it, and that's this. That's the first idea, actually, tonight. Caught Up is a series on the reality of life when you're seeing in the clarity of the Holy Spirit. Caught Up is a series on the reality of life. Reality, like you was once dead, now you're alive. You was once sleep, now you're woke. <laughs> so Caught Up is the series on the reality of life, the reality of life, right? I think you'd live different if you knew there was another life after this. I think people would spend their money different if they knew there was another life after this. They say this is a perfect story. Uh, an amazing couple, they have great jobs, they retire, they take all their money, they buy a boat, they go to Bahamas, and they collect seashells until they're 90. That sounds like an awesome story. Yeah, for the world, for the kingdom, that sounds like a loss. You're going to go to heaven with all your seashells? Look, Jesus. Look at all these seashells. What would you do with my son, Jesus? I love this. Do your giving while you're living so you're knowing where it's going. So many people take money to the grave. They take songs they were supposed to write to the grave. They take people they were supposed to reach, books they were supposed to write, ideas they were supposed to business. I mean, so many things are stuck in graveyards right now. I said graveyard and it got crazy in here. <laughs> All right, we fixed it. There you go. Shout out to the team. You guys with me? Like, what, what is the enemy trying to take to the grave with you? Because the reality is if you knew, if you had the right perspective with the clarity and the vision of the Holy Spirit, you won't be clogged up. Like, you ever got in your car too quickly? especially when it's cold and your, wingle, your windows get all foggy and you try to drive, tell me, did the, did the roads change? Did your neighborhood switch out of nowhere? Is something wrong with your steering wheel? Do you need new, a new engine? No, you just got to wipe the window because you cannot see clearly. You're going to kill somebody. <laughs> oh, my, my car's, no, your car, no, you need a, your vision is all off. This series is to get a real vision on reality by looking at life through the lens of the Holy Spirit. You guys with me tonight? Because honestly, sometimes we have the filter of culture over, our, over the finances of our life. We have the filter of, uh, of culture over the relationships in our life. We have foggy windows, and we're trying to walk in Jesus while putting on the clothes of the world. Sometimes instead of growing, we get caught up in a life that leads into stagnation. The Christian life is being caught up. Do you know that? caught up. And sometimes in the next weeks, we're going to be talking about things that we can easily get caught up in. But tonight, I want to encourage you to, to just wipe clear everything and clear, clearly see Jesus for who he is. You guys with me tonight? Who's excited for this series? I'm trying to get caught up. Deuteronomy 10.12. You guys got Bibles? Deuteronomy 10.12. Oh, now Israel. I love that. What does the Lord, when you, okay, theology, hello. <laughs> when you see L-O-R-D, all cap, you guys know, somebody say no cap, all right? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, all cap, right? That's, 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 that's the Trinity talking, right? Like when you see L-O-R-D, you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
Until Jesus shows up in the New Testament, he's really referenced as being the angel of the Lord, the physical manifestation of God in the world from Genesis all the way to Matthew. You guys with me? So in the Old Testament, New Testament, Jesus has a couple of names. He's Jesus when he shows up, but before then, he's the angel of the Lord in all, in all scripture. And then you have the spirit of God, right? The Holy Spirit who's moving. He's here tonight, and, and, and he's the action plan of Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to die. I'm going to resurrect, but when I leave, I'm going to send my spirit unto you. And then you have God the Father, for God so loved that he gave his only son. In that verse, you see there's a Godhead. There's Jesus who is God and the spirit who is also God. If you don't understand it, I got to tell you to believe this, it takes faith, right? How can creation completely understand its creator? It'll never happen. If you made a, a, a Play-Doh a action figure of a person and you breathe life into it, they'll never understand what it took to make you because they're your creation. They came out of you. They are less than, not equal to. So when you see L-O-R-D, that is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit all speaking at once. Okay, let's move past the word Lord. When you know, you know, this is, this is fun. Okay, now Israel, what does the Lord, all three, your God require from you but to fear the Lord, again, Lord, your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him? Requirement, fear of God. We're going to get into that. To walk in all his ways and love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. God doesn't just want your heart. He wants your heart. He wants your soul. God doesn't just want the three hours you on Tuesday nights out of the week. He wants your heart. He wants your soul. For some of you, money has your heart. For some of you, attention from other people have your heart. And, and we have God in this, somewhere in our worship playlist, but we sometimes build the other idols that we worship. And God is asking for your heart and your soul. He's asking for you to completely surrender. He's asking you for everything because he gave you everything. That's the exchange tonight. Here's my title of the message. Right, so caught up is a series. Tonight's message title is this. Love got me all caught up. I'm caught up in love. Anybody ever been in love before? I got a better question. Have, has anyone ever been caught up before? You ever been caught up? Anybody ever said, I got caught up? Hey, bro, where you at, man? We hooping. Oh, man, I got caught up. AKA, I overslept. Hey, girl, where you at? Oh, I got caught up. You ever got caught up in a conversation too long? If that never happened to you, it's because you're the one talking too long. <laughs> you're the other person in the story. You ever got caught up in a mess before? Just caught up. You ever got caught up having fun? You don't know where the time went. I mean, it's just like we just got so caught up. Man, it's the same way with Jesus. Jesus should get you caught up. You ever got caught up in a hope group? Come on, somebody. You ever got caught up in ministry? You're just serving so long, season in, season out, waves, storms. You're still caught up in Jesus. You ever been caught up in generosity? You're just so generous. God keeps pouring. You're just so generous. God keeps pouring. You're just so generous. God keeps pouring. You see the cycle. You're generous and God keeps pouring. You just get so caught up being generous because you know God got you. You ever been so caught up in the church? Girl, where you been at? You don't club no more. What's going on? Who you kicking it with? I'm kicking it with Jesus, girl. I'm caught up in the church. You ever been caught up in the Holy Spirit before? Like, it convicts you, breaks you, and encourages you at the same time. 
You're like, I just lost and won a fight at the same time in my heart right now. I don't know what just happened. I just got slapped and encouraged. <laughs> if you ever want to confuse an enemy, just slap them and ask them if they're okay. <laughs> you all right? They're like, did you just do that or are you helping me out? Caught up. Oh, 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 but let's, let's flip the script. Because some of you are here like, yeah, it's easy to be caught up for you to say, but you don't got a real life. It's actually hard to be caught up. It's hard to fall in love. It's hard to love Jesus. There's so many rules in this thing. It's so hard. Some of y'all looking at, yeah, being caught up, that sounds so cool. I'm caught up in things that actually mean something to me. I'm caught up in things that actually work. That's too hard. That, that road's too hard. What do you mean caught up? It's hard to love. That's not true. It's not hard to love. It's hard to be open. It's not hard to love. That's not true. That's a lie. Because you love something. You know what's hard? Surrendering to God. It's not hard to love. It's hard to be open. To walk in here with an open heart and say, God, do whatever you got to do. That's pretty tough. It's not hard to love. It's are you accessible to even love? It's not hard to love. It's are you even exposed for God to reach you? It's not hard to be loved by God, or do you have your guard up? It's hard to be vulnerable. That's what's tough. It's you coming in here after you just messed up, after you're going through something crazy, and saying, God, I believe the word that your mercy and grace is new every morning. That's tough to be vulnerable before God. To always ask him for forgiveness. Yo, so when do we stop asking God for forgiveness? Never. That's like not asking your girlfriend for forgiveness after you just insulted her. And trying to show up like everything's all right. But before you do anything, you better say sorry. Stop trying to act like I'm not here. And God's looking at you at church like, listen, I'm getting all the praise and stuff, but still talk to me. I'm right here. The song is good, but I like the song you sing. That doesn't sound so good at the house when there's no music. I like that song better because it's to me. C.S. Lewis, the, the best writer ever. <laughs> this is a quote he says, to love at all is to be vulnerable. To love at all. Like, to fall in love, you got to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to be heard or not. But here's the thing. God won't let you down. God's not like that, you know, <laughs> He ain't like them. I promise he's different than your father. He's not like, he's an unfailing father who loves you no matter what. You don't even have to perform with him. He loves you, and then he allows you and equips you to perform. You don't have to earn his love. He loves you so much because he loves you. You get caught up, and now you start walking into who God called you to be. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Deuteronomy 10, 12, now Israel, what does the Lord, your God, require? Requirement, let's put the definition of requirement. Requirement is a thing that is needed or wanted. What does the Lord require from you? He gives the answer. But here's the next part of the verse. But to fear the Lord your God, listen, the, the fear of God, let's define it. Let's help break down. The fear of God is utmost honor, respect, and reverence, not fear like you're going to hurt me, but fear that I'm going to let you down. Not fear that you're going to pierce me, but fear 
that you'll give me those eyes and say, man, you shouldn't have done that. And, and, and that's the fear. It's, it's walking in this place with reverence, with the utmost respect for God. That's the fear. God doesn't want his believers to be afraid of him. God wants his believers to walk in the freedom, knowing he's holy, knowing he's righteous, knowing he's everywhere, walking and honoring God in church, out of church, when people see, when people don't see. That's fear of God. That's respect. Church leaders aren't there. Pastors aren't there. God's still there. That's fear of God. To walk and live life in the fear of God is to acknowledge him everywhere he is because he's everywhere. But, Pastor, I closed the door and I locked it. It was just me and my cell phone. God still saw you, bro. Stop trying to kick God out your house, trying to kick God out your door, trying to kick God out your car, trying to kick God out of places. But you act like he's in your heart and you're kicking him out of everywhere in your life. When I go into work, God, you're just going to stay right there at the door. When I go and I hang out with these people, God, you're just going to stay right there. And I'll pick up on that later. That's not fear of God. That's abuse. Fear of God is utmost honor, respect, and reverence. And maturity in Christ is to have fear of the Lord. Here's my next idea. Listen, when the world starts judging you for being caught up in Jesus, listen, don't apologize for being caught up in Jesus. Don't apologize for it. Don't, be, don't, 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 don't you dare apologize for that. Hey, man, you changed up on me. I'm sorry I'm changing. I'm sorry I'm growing. <laughs> My bad. Didn't mean to offend you, but I'm trying to, like, love the God who made me. I'm just so in love with him. My life has to be a response to that. Here's my next idea. When you're caught up by the wrong thing, bad ideas start to sound good. When you got the wrong perspective, a bad plan starts like a good, sounds like a good plan. A bad relationship now looks like a good one. A bad decision now, now looks like your only decision. Don't let desperation push you out of the way of God. You're with me tonight? Like, when you're caught up in the wrong thing, all the bad things start looking like opportunities. Stop being thirsty. Be thirsty for Jesus. He gave you a thirst for a reason, not for you to give it to the enemy, but for you to give it back to him. It's so hard to be caught up. No, it's hard to be vulnerable. Be vulnerable to Jesus. It's hard to be caught up. No, it's not. You're caught up in something. If it's not Jesus, it's something. You know, we're creatures that are meant to connect to something bigger than ourselves. And God made you that way. He wired you that way. He made you. He put a hole in you. He said, only I can fill that hole. Only my fingerprint can fit in you. I love 1 John 5, chapter 1, verses 3. I'm asking the worship team to come up. Everyone who believes, I'm laying in the plane here, so if you're about to fall asleep, stay with me. Take that pad, and it's like a little late, and it's like a long day. I love you so much. Does anybody love Jesus in here? Can you give praise in this house? <laughs> We're about to do this, boy. First John, you guys with me? First John chapter 1, chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. This is like everything. Every person who believes that Jesus is, in fact, the Messiah. Yo, like, you really got to tune it. Like, this is it. Every person who believes that Jesus is, in fact, the Messiah is God begotten. We got you. If we love the one who conceives the child, we'll surely love the child who was conceived. Ooh, he's painting a picture. If you love the father, you got to love the son because they're the same thing. It's the, it's the same thing. It's it's the same blood. It's the same genes. It's the same genetics. It's the same image. It's the same spirit. If you love 
the one who conceives the child will surely love the one who was conceived. The reality test, this is it, on whether or not we love God's children is this. Do we love God? Do we keep his commands? The proof that we love God comes when we keep his commandments. And they are not at all troublesome. This is setting the tone. You say you're a believer. Do you love him? Check. Do you keep his commands? They don't say that, right? They don't say that. The reality, instead of test, this for some of y'all tonight, it's a reality check. What your eyes are focused on, bro, it's on the wrong thing. Because if you're, because if you love God, if you, do we love God? Are you keeping his commandments? Proof comes that we love God when we keep his commandments. And by the way, they're not all that troublesome. Stop gassing this thing up that following God is so hard. You're just not vulnerable. It's easy. Jesus makes it real simple for you, bro. Like, love me with everything you got. I forgave yesterday's sins. I forgave today's sins. And listen, I forgave tomorrow's sins too. It's real easy. Just get up and keep moving forward. Keep your eyes on me. It's going to be hard. But are you vulnerable to walk with me? Are you vulnerable to talk to me? Because I don't want to run. I don't want to just jet to our location. Let's take the scenic route. Let's take the long way. Let's take the adventure way. As long as we're caught up. As long as we're caught up. Your Christianity isn't check marks and check marks. And you're checking another box. And you're checking another box. Oh, I came once a month. That's okay. No. See, it's not about church attendance. It's about loving Jesus. Because when you love Jesus, you show up to church. It's not about how much you give. It's about how much do you love Jesus. Because if you're vulnerable to him, if you're open to him, if you see in clarity of what he's done and who he is, you have no another thing to do to take it. I'm caught up. Can we show that picture? I was just in Tennessee, and there was a nice big cliff. Can we show that image? You guys see it? It's a huge cliff. You can stand up in the back. We're praying for a new venue. <laughs> I love it here, though. This place, I visited this place, and from this view, you can see seven states at the same time. So high up, it's a perfect angle. It's in Georgia. It's called Lover's Leap. It's called Lover's Leap. We asked the people, why is it called Lover's Leap? It's weird. They're like, well, well actually, this, this cliff is very famous. Because back in the day, way back in the day, when there were, like, tribes living here, there was a couple that they weren't allowed to be together. City officials banned this relationship from happening. They were so in love, though, that they actually got eloped. They, did, they got married under, under the bus. No one knew. But when it came light to the tribe that they were married, what happened was they took the husband and they separated him and they dragged him to this peak and they threw him off. They killed him. Just because he loved that girl, he married her. But it was against what they wanted to do. 
So they took him and they threw him off a cliff. Once his wife found out about this, she goes straight right back to this cliff. And she leaps with him too. She jumps. Now imagine her friends asking her on the way up, why would you do that? What's going on in your head, girl? Like, let's be real. Like, I know he's gone and all, but you're still here now. We don't got to lose both of y'all. Tighten up. I can imagine talking to her, pulling her over before she runs up. She's like, he's gone. He did that for me. I can imagine seeing the clip like I'm ready. Y'all seen Avengers and Black Widow and this dude fighting for that? That last stone. If you haven't seen it, we're praying for you. So I'm like that. Like, I can imagine pulling her like, yo, what are you, chill? And I can imagine her last words being, listen, I'm just so caught up in what he did for me. My only response is to give my life to. My only response is to jump. That's all I know. He went all in for me. I'm going to go all in for him. He went all in. He went all in. He went all in. He gave all of himself. He died on a cross. He took the whips. He took the spitting. Hey, man, if he did it for me, I'll do it for him. It's my last idea tonight. It's such a simple gospel. It's my last idea tonight. Can we put it up? God's endless love for us will always realign our focus to what matters most, him. God's endless love for us will always realign our focus to what matters most, which is him. Is your life making noise? Or are you just ignoring the fact that some dude named Jesus died for the whole world? That they may confess and believe that he's Lord. This is what this is all about. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. I can imagine pulling her to the side and she's excited. So I'm gonna see my, I'm gonna see the one who did it for me. I'm gonna finally be with him. We see this in scripture. Paul's in, he's in jail. They're gonna kill him. He said, listen, to live is Christ, to die is gain. This is a win-win situation. If I'm alive, I'm sending people to heaven. If you kill me, I meet my creator all that quicker. This is a win-win situation. I can't lose. To live is Christ, to die is gain. And listen, I'm not asking you tonight to drive off a bridge. Don't twist this up. Don't die physically. Die to yourself. What does it require from you? Your heart and your soul. Put up Deuteronomy. We're going to land right here. Put up Deuteronomy. Put the whole thing. What does the Lord your God require from you but the fear of God? is to walk in his ways and to love him and to serve him with all your heart and all your soul. It's not a physical death. It's a spiritual death. Tonight we're celebrating because there's a big funeral going on. You're dying to who you used to be. And you're resurrecting to who God called you to be. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. 
being so caught up in love with Jesus. I don't even understand it all, Pastor, but I'm going to keep coming. I don't even understand the whole Bible yet, but oh God, I'm going to keep What else do you have for me? What else do you have for me? Oh, I got to give this up. I'll let it go. It don't matter. I'll cut it off. I'll cut that off. Let's go. What's next? Come on, give it to me. And God's giving you this church to walk with you and to lead you in truth with grace.